Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. Saturday morning to you, New York Vinny hanging out with you here on Drive Time Radio. We thank you so much for listening to our show. Thank you so much for participating as well on this uh, kind of gray and gloomy, and, and maybe as it should be, uh, gray and gloomy Saturday morning. We've got a couple of days of sun and nice weather in this week, and it's time to go back to uh, the Seattle pre-summer, right, as we uh, finish out May and get ready to head into uh, June and what usually would be a big time for car shows and rallies and triple X group beer and everything like that still is um, not come around yet because of uh, the situation that we find ourselves in uh, with the coronavirus and uh, we continue to uh, deal with that on a daily basis and hopefully uh, get through that and of course so many other problems uh, that we have seen this week and this is not a political show so I'm not going to go into them go into the problem Problems and so on and so forth. I just will say, I pray for peace every day for everybody. It's it's horrible what you see on television. It's horrible what people are suffering through right now in this country. And we just, uh, I just say a prayer for peace that uh, that people will find peace and justice, and uh, and we can start to get you know get to a place where where we're not fighting with each other all the time where, where we're uh, understanding each other a bit more a common ground it's why i love you know i love cars and baseball and the reason i love these two things so much and i'm passionate about cars and baseball is because in both of those people of all backgrounds people of all colors races creeds find commonality it's a common ground. Uh, you know, I went to Cuba a few years ago, and the common ground with the people that I met there was our love of cars. What, nobody brought up communism. Nobody brought up imperialism. Nobody brought up Americanism. Nobody talked about Castro. Nobody talked about uh, Obama. Nobody talked about who was president at the time. It all wasn't in the conversation. It was, oh my God, how did you get this Isuzu diesel engine into this 56 Ford Crown Victoria? How did you make that work? How did you, uh, you know, take a pair of hubs from a 53 International pickup truck and make them work on uh, a 58 Chevrolet? And how, you know, and all of that kind of stuff where, where, where people found common ground. And that's why I love cars so much. It's why I love doing this show. Because it puts us on common ground. What, no matter what your political views, no matter what your um, orientation, no, no matter what. We don't, uh, you know, when it comes to cars and talking about them, I don't think there's a lot of discrimination because it's fun. It's supposed to be fun. And, yeah, I know it's easy to say, well, you know, in this time in our lives, how can we have fun with all of this going around and so on and so forth? And I, I don't know. I'll leave it up to people with better minds than mine to figure out the sociological aspects of of all of that. I just know that when I get to the Toyota Supra, let's say, the road test car of the week, or even this car I'm driving uh, today, uh, this week to test the Hyundai Sonata Hybrid, which is a beautiful car. When I get into that car and I start to drive and I, you know, get get going, get on a highway, go up some nice country road or something like that, take a drive up to Arlington or Darrington or something like that, I get away from it for a little while. I'm socially distancing myself uh, from the world. I put on Sinatra or I put on an oldie, whatever music I'm in the mood because I have so many different types of music I like. When I, when I get there, I'm a kinder, gentler person. 
Then you come back, you look at Facebook, and the next thing you know, you're screaming at people. <laughs> uh, anyway, I, I just I pray for peace this morning, and I hope that all of us try to understand the other person better. My other passion is, is getting people to talk about things and dialogues and, you know, getting people to understand and teaching and telling stories and showing people uh, things. And, uh, you know, hopefully at some point we'll all be able to get past this. We'll all be able to be friends again. Uh, life will be good again for those of us who survive uh, the things that we have to survive today to stay alive. All right, so quick, um, quick, let, letting you know what's on the show today. We have Mark Kaufman is going to join us in the next segment. He is uh, one of the people who are in charge. He's in charge of uh, trying to get you into an electric car from Ford. They have some exciting stuff going on at Ford around electric cars these days. Uh, the biggest one is the Mach E which is uh, on its way out, will be in dealer showrooms, uh, the, hopefully, the end of this year. And uh, he's very excited about the car. We'll tell you why in the interview with him. Also, we have our uh, cartoon of the week. We're going to review that Toyota Supra, tell you about my ride in it. Going to tell you about a giveaway that we're going to start for the month of June. We're going to give you a chance to win some fabulous prizes. Uh, but right now, let's uh, quickly bring you up to date on some of the news stories of the week in the automotive world. Speaking about the Mach-E, uh, Ford announced yesterday that they're bringing back the Mach-1. Uh, remember the muscle car from uh, the 1960s and 70s, the iconic Ford Mach 1 with that blackout hood, that special badging, uh, the flared fenders. It, it looked like it was ready to jump on you. Well, Ford will bring that uh, nameplate back. They're going to drop the uh, Mustang Bullet uh, for the year 2021. They do that from time to time. They switch around, and the Mach 1 will be back and alive, and people will be, uh, I think, uh, Ford fans overjoyed, whether you're a new Mustang fan or you're like my friend Kirby Arnold, an old Mustang fan uh, who just loves the uh, the history and the nostalgia of the old Mustangs, the Mach 1, uh, which was alive from 69 to, I think, 70, 74, I think, if I'm not mistaken, or 75. You know, they, they did it in the old body Mustangs. And when they went to that new smaller body, I think they did it for two years or a year or something like that. And they couldn't fool anybody with that. So, you know, that, that, that little Mustang was... <laughs> Not exactly uh, the greatest car in the world. Acura this uh, past week introduced uh, a new TLX sedan that will be hitting the showrooms later this year. Beautiful looking car. Acura trying to um, come up with a flagship sedan that will get you into their showrooms and buying their cars. I just drove an Acura not too long ago. And it is kind of one of the forgotten marks out there right now. I mean, if you owned one, you love it. If you own a Honda, it's your step up. But Acura, uh, a nice car, and they've uh, baked in some excitement to these cars. So that is a uh, a neat thing, too. The uh, Buick Encore GX uh, has been introduced. Buick, of course, um, trying to catch their foothold uh, with the, their all-SUV lineup. The... Um, the Nissan showed, uh, teased their new Z car this week. You know, we're not, the auto shows haven't been happening this year, so a lot of these things are happening um, online instead of, uh, you know, instead of, uh, you know, going to the auto shows because the auto shows are uh, out this uh, uh, at this time until, uh, you know, they figure out a cure for this coronavirus. Hopefully L.A. will happen. Uh, Ford, going back to Ford for a second, uh, their new F-150 pickup truck will make its first appearance on June 25th. Um, uh, probably going to see an electric pickup truck coming up in the next year as well, as well as uh, an F-150 hybrid. So they're thinking about uh, that. Uh, you know, a situation where uh, Ford is really pointing their uh, whole lineup 
toward electric and Hertz will probably, well, it'll still put you in the driver's seat, but uh, it remains to be seen what's going to happen after the uh, company uh, this past week filed for um, uh, bankruptcy. It's, um, it, it's, it's sad to see this huge company, but the business isn't there anymore uh, with the coronavirus. And there was other you know, pre-existing uh, factors for Hertz as well. Uh, certainly the fact that they were the most expensive to rent a car from usually didn't help them out. Anyway, the filing has started a 60-day clock. 400,000 U.S. cars. The big question in the automotive business, what's going to happen with these cars? Are they going to sell them all off? Are they going to, uh, you know, sell a few of them off and, and lean up their fleet a little bit? Or what will happen uh, with Hertz? And uh, that's something to keep an eye on as, uh, you know, it's, it's again, you know, the, the number of cars that they have if they flood the market. I don't think they're going to flood the market all at once, but it could make it an interesting situation if you're out there trying to buy a two or three or four-year-old used car. Will there be a ton of Ford Focuses and Chevy Malibus uh, out there on, uh, you know, on the used car lots over the next year? All right, we'll take a quick break here. When we come back, we will talk to Mark Kaufman of Ford. He will hip us up on the Mach E. Maybe if you didn't like it before, you might like it now. It's Saturday morning. I'm New York Vinny's Drive Time Radio on 1150 KKNW. <laughs> Alternative Talk, 1150. And back with you on a Saturday morning on Drive Time Radio. We have a special guest, a gentleman who, boy, he's been around Ford for a long, long time. I mean, he wasn't there when Henry was there, but I think he might have known Edsel. Well, maybe not even Edsel, uh, but certainly Bill and Alan Mullally, a, a friend of ours here on the show. Uh, Mark Kaufman is Ford's global head of electric market and distribution. And we get a chance to spend a couple of minutes with him this morning. Mark, good morning. How are you? Hey, Vinny. Nice to have you on the show with you. Nice for you to take a few minutes to jump on with us. There's a lot of exciting stuff going on uh, in the whole industry about electrics right now. Uh, But certainly at Ford, I know that um, uh, you guys are very excited about the Mach-E which some have mocked M-O-C-K-E-D a little bit, but I look at, the more I look at it, uh, the more it's won me over, the electric Mustang, I guess, a small little crossover uh, that really has has crossed over, not only being a crossover, but a lot of the industry preconceptions and lines of what an electric vehicle is supposed to be. How is is that um, coming right now? When will we expect to see it out on the uh, street, or people be able to buy one? And um, is it living up to what you guys kind of expected it to be? Tell me a little bit about this car. Sure. First, it, it, we're expecting a, a lot of uh, competitive SUV entries and battery electric vehicles, but we think there's only going to be one that could ever have the soul of a Mustang, and that is the Mustang Mach-E. So uh, for anyone who is doubting uh, the branding on the vehicle, uh, we invite them to come into any of our EV certified dealers and take a test drive. Um, and I think the, the proof will be in the test drive that they're not walking out of that car ear to ear. Uh, I would be heavily surprised. Uh, even with all of this coronavirus global pandemic, the team is working super hard 
to keep our delivery on track, which is trying to get it into the hands of customers in late 2020. And anyone interested in that actually can go in and submit reservations and orders actually online right now. This will be something that uh, are you trying to, is this going to be a very competitive car to Tesla or is it, or, or the Tesla people, Tesla people, and you're going to bring people out of gasoline engine cars and into the electrics? What I would say, this is designed, obviously, to stand out in the market. Um, the, the feedback that we've read for some people who I maybe would describe as fans of Tesla, they were very complimentary of Ford putting this, uh, the Mustang pony on the front, because when they saw that, they realized we're dead serious about getting into the EV business. It was really, for me, this combination of um, the, the torque and capability that you get with, the, with an electric vehicle. So for the GT version, we're talking about over 600 foot-pounds of torque and a mid-three-second zero to 60, along with that super low battery weight on the vehicle that is going to make this vehicle live up to the branding. How do you bake in, though, that that mutton, for the older person like me, I think maybe with younger people, maybe they're not as familiar with that uh, that Mustang feel, that Mustang, um, I don't know, you know, the seat of your pants grumble uh, that you get from the car when you hit the gas can you bake in that experience to an electric vehicle? Well, we can because we can do it in different ways. So first of all, uh, our, our ICON's uh, engineering leadership team spent a lot of time with this vehicle to make sure, you know, there's definitely the way a Mustang will feel, uh, the Mustang coupe as it goes through a turn and how it feels planted uh, and, and really solid. And we clearly worked hard to match that driving dynamics uh, with the Mustang Mach-E. And to your point, sound is very important. Uh, and we're not going to have uh, unauthentic sounds on this vehicle because we realize that only uh, only uh, an American muscle car with a big V8 can have that growl. But we recognize that sound is going to be really important as part of the experience. And we made sure that was that was part of our, our Mustang Mach-E. It's just going to be a different type of sound than, uh, than what we have on the Mustang Coupe, which is also still going to be available to purchase. What about uh, people that are a little afraid of buying a car like this, where they say, well, you know, so I mean, I, yeah, I'd like to spend the money. I like a nice car, and I want to be environmentally conscious, and I want, but yet I'm afraid it's only going to get me uh, 125 miles, and I'm going to have to stop and spend all day plugging it in again. Not so, huh? No, you know, the one thing on, on the rear-wheel drivers, and for those customers who want the great look of this car, and we, we really put a lot of time to make sure that a lot of um a lot of the EVs coming out um, have sloped that front face of the, the hood down where we intentionally stood ours up to make sure it had the DNA of the Mustang. Uh, but for the customer who wants a long range, we have a 300-mile version uh, that is coming out available. And at the same time, one of our goals was to make the whole charging process as easy and as simple as possible. Our goal was to make sure if you haven't owned an EV before, we just want to make it super easy for this to fit in your lifestyle. So that means we paired up with Amazon. Uh, so getting your house or your residence uh, equipped for a charging station, uh, we've paired up with Amazon that can ask you four simple questions and give you a quote immediately on how much it will charge to get that uh, that level two charger in your house. Or if you want to use the Ford Pass charging network, uh, we took the opportunity to link together a number of charging networks that exist, and they're all available through our, our Ford Pass app to make it as simple as easy as possible. Yeah, that's and we're talking to Mark Hoffman, who's Ford's global head of uh, electric electrification, marketing, distribution. He's the man who is uh, overseeing Ford's electric program. Because um, there is a bit of anxiety among people now. Okay, I want to jump in this car and I want to take. I want to go visit Grandma in uh, Michigan, but I want to, you know, drive from Seattle, Michigan on nine ninety. Maybe get off on some back roads, see Mount Rushmore, so on and so forth. Um, will when you buy one of these cars, will that infrastructure be there so that I can take that trip without getting that, that angst, you know, that kind of, oh, man, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting, it's getting down to the nubs here. Benny, let me give you the proof points. When I say we spent uh, almost two and a half years, three years now in trying to make this as easy as possible. So first, if you're one of those people that likes to plan in advance and doesn't want to go quite seat of the pants, uh, we have something that is essentially a trip planner function in, in advance. So we've got a Power My Trip where you can plan your routes, and that can go from your desktop or the Ford Path app uh, seamlessly to the, uh, the HMI or the in-vehicle screen in terms of you can you can select where you would like to charge. 
if you're confident that, that the infrastructure is there, and we are going to have almost 14,000 uh, charge stations within our network, uh, the, the vehicle will make it very easy for you to know when you put in your navigation destination. Uh, we spent a lot of time making sure that our range estimates in the vehicle are going to be accurate. And the vehicle will make it super easy for you not only to figure out where to pull off and to charge, but even if those charging stations are open. So it's not even going to leave you hanging. Uh, you're going to see customer reviews on what else is available uh, at that charging location. Is the charging uh, is a port? Um, so it's really meant to be, you know, a seamless process for customers. So once they experience it, they know they're not going to have to worry about it. This isn't the only vehicle that now Ford, I, I mean, we're here talking now about the, the F-150 is going to, the new F-150 is going to debut. So your electrics are going to be in, in uh, this vehicle and a lot of uh, a lot of the other Ford vehicles as well. Yep, so we, we've moved to, the Mustang Mach-E is our, our first vehicle that we would say has a fully dedicated electric platform. And that dedicated platform is super important to get to a range of up to 300 miles because these battery packs of these vehicles are quite large. And you're right, we've announced the 11 billion dollars of fee with a B for billion, uh, which is obviously a big chunk of money, uh, in Ford total electrified vehicle uh, approach. And yes, that does include, we've mentioned, uh, uh, stay tuned for more information, but a, a full battery electric vehicle, full-size pickup truck, uh, and also we've talked about a transit commercial van. Uh, so we really, our strategy was to lead, lean into our strong, iconic nameplate and to really use electrification to, to help them do things above and beyond even maybe what you can do with a conventionally powered car. I, I talked to Bob Lutz many years ago, former president of GM, who told me basically that this, what we're seeing now was going to happen. I mean, a guy that could look into the future and see so much about uh, the automotive business. It, is the hybrid pretty much dead at this point? I mean, is a hybrid a car that we're not going to see that much of, uh, or, and, and electrics and maybe fuel cells? Or is there a place for each one of these types, each one of these disciplines of cars in our automotive future? Yeah, we, it, the team at Ford at this point, you know, this isn't going to be an immediate change overnight. Uh, we actually see a place where, uh, where the hybrid vehicle, so not necessarily the ability to plug in, but uh, something that gives you some battery capability, some regenerative energy from the vehicle braking. So we do anticipate hybrids are going to be around for a while. Uh, you know, at the moment, if you look at a U.S. national average, EVs are only 1% of the total industry. So you'd say we're in the very early stages of adoption. So our, our estimate, and I would say hard to call, but you know, globally we're expecting that about a third of all vehicles sold around the world will be fully electrified by the end of the decade, so in 2030. So yeah, there's, there's still going to be room for customers that, based on their choice and their individual situations, uh, where they're going to have maybe a straight hybrid and not a full battery electric vehicle going forward. I don't have to plug in my phone anymore to charge it. How long until I don't have to plug in my electric car to charge it? Yeah, there's, there are some emerging technologies. Uh, so since you don't have a lifetime battery on your phone, but if we're talking about some form of uh, inductive charging, uh, clearly there, there's work being done in that space. So no announcement for your listeners today, but stay tuned. Will, will I not be able to touch the car while it's being charged? Will I have to, or take all the metal out of my pockets or something like that? Or will it be? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we had, that, that is a great question. You know, we did earlier on when our, when our team formed to really accelerate for TV effort, uh, we did something called Mythbusters. And, you know, the point you just mentioned, even, you know, some really practical questions, right? People get trained at a young age, you know, electricity and water aren't friends, right? So we've even had some questions coming in around, you know, can I charge my vehicle in the rain? So absolutely, you know, we, obviously these vehicles are safe to charge if the weather's not ideal outside. Um, you know, we, we obviously have a, a very thorough testing program, and yes, your, your vehicle safe to charge under a number of conditions. Uh, a final question for you, and I really appreciate you taking some time this Saturday morning to be with us. Have you driven uh, the Mach-E yet? What a, you're a car guy. You've been around for cars a long time. Uh, what was your impression the first time you got behind the wheel of this car if you did drive it? So, Vinny, what I can share with the group, you know, I, as part of the, the, the development team, you know, I, I've seen the, the, the essentially our targeted specifications well in advance. And from my first drive experience, what I can tell you, the, the one thing that still stands out 
is you are so used to a transmission shifting, right? So when you step into a performance car, you're used to that little bit of, you know, when it goes from first to second, second to third, as, as it's working up the, uh, the speed, uh, that there's that subtle shift. And for me, what's really shocking, where these cars actually feel even faster than, than the number on the paper, is when you step into the gas, I mean, these things just keep going, right? There's no, there's no shift in the, trans, you know, the transmission. So the gearbox, completely different for an EVT, uh, for an EV where it's more like a CVT. But you step in this thing, and it just keeps accelerating and accelerating and accelerating. So we literally would say they feel faster than even the time that, that we're showing. So when we start talking about the Mustang uh, Mach-E GT has a, a mid-three-second zero to 60, uh, people are going to be shocked at how fast that feels because it, it just does not shift, right? It just accelerates. It's almost a little, almost baked in a little Craig Breedloving spirit of America, the rocket car into this thing. Huh? Or just It just takes off. It does. So anyone, you, you started you started uh, with a show with me on saying, you know, people talked about maybe a different way, a different spelling of mock. And I would say, test drive the vehicle. Uh, we welcome the feedback, but I think anyone after they test drive, we've had some uh, individuals in who have told us they would never consider an EV. And their first question out after driving our prototype is, when does it go on sale and how do I buy one? So uh, we're, we've worked hard to make sure the vehicle lives up to the Mustang DNA. Uh, we're, we're really proud of the fact that it wears the pony on the front, and we're very excited about getting this product to consumers at the end of this year. All right, before we let you go, what was your first car? Uh, my first car was a Ford Probe uh, bought out of college when they were heavily discounted. So at the time, that was the best <laughs> of uh, both worlds of having a sported coupe with uh, a good purchase price on the vehicle. And did that make you fall in love with the car business at all, or did it shy you away from it almost? Uh, I've always, you know, I, I started out my career in, in product design and engineering, so I, I've always loved the, the car business. I, I love structures, and, uh, you know, the one thing that's really neat, you can imagine working on something from early ideation and then seeing something that's as, as big and complicated as a car. Um, you know, it, it still brings a smile to my face when we see these projects launch. It's your little car baby. It's like your little car baby coming along, right? It is. It is a car baby. That's what launches feel like because there's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears that go into these vehicles during the development process and the trade-offs you're making and how to make these cars great. So it is uh, It is your baby launching. So our, our Mustang Mach-E baby is uh, launching this year. Mark, thanks so much for taking some time, man. I really appreciate it. Stay safe and, uh, and continue success and good luck with the Mach-E. Great, Vinny. Thanks for having me on the show. And again, anyone who's interested, go to the Ford.com site and they can check out the Mustang Mach-E and even reserve their vehicle should they wish. All Thank right, you. there you go. Uh, Mark Hoffman of uh, Ford joining us. And if, again, Ford.com, go look for that Mustang Mach-E. You'll be able to find it there. Put your reservation in for one. When we come back, it's our cartoon of the week. Let's see if we can come up with something uh, electric here on Drive Time Radio. New York, Vinny, hanging out with you on a Saturday morning. It's Thursday night, and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. Oh. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly, it's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed... ...could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. On the path to good health and well-being, Alternative Talk 1150 is the station. And welcome back to Drive Time Radio. Thank you so much to uh, Mark Hoffman for explaining a little bit about the Mustang Mach-E. Uh, that will be uh, coming out. A lot of controversy about that car. As, you know, there are people who think it's blasphemous to call a Mustang an electric car, a pony uh, a pony car to call that car, which is an electric car, a Mustang after a pony car, after really uh, the car that many people will tell you, although it really is uh, 
you know, up to up up to interpretation, but really invented the whole pony car genre. Certainly, it was named after the Mustang. I don't know if it invented it. I think uh, there are cars that you could probably point at uh, a year or two earlier, but certainly the Mustang, the most popular, Lee Iacocca and Ford getting that combination right. Right time now for. Well, before we get into our cartoon of the week, um, a, a little announcement. We're going to have a little contest, a little giveaway in the month of June. Every show that we do in June, every uh, Saturday in June, we will be giving away a really neat prize, a JBL speaker, wireless speaker that I've gotten a hold of some. Uh, and these are really nice speakers they call them the clip uh they're portable you can use them to uh you know in your car you can use them on the beach uh they go anywhere they charge up you can plug it in or you can use it bluetooth wireless and uh, really a nice little speaker i use it myself all the time uh, along with my infinity wireless speaker and we are going to give one away every week in june try to get your summer uh going to Register for one to win this uh, contest, which we will announce. You'll have to go to our Facebook page at uh, Drive Time Radio and TV and uh, like the page. And we'll announce the mechanism, but I think what I'm going to have people do is uh, I'm always interested in people's cars. I love, I go to car shows all the time. I love to see what people are driving. Uh, I want you to post a picture of your car. Uh, to the Facebook page. I'll make sure that we can uh, that you can post a picture to uh, uh, to of your car to that page, and uh, let's see what the drive time listeners are driving. See what your car is, and if it's even if it's an you know we'll 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 pick one each week out of all of those pictures, and then we'll um we'll award that uh, one that we pick out a, a Bluetooth uh, speaker. And we'll have a lot of fun doing that, so you can have uh, fun listening to music. And we thank uh, the people at um, at Harmon Garden for that, and for the ability to uh, you know to help out uh, the ability to help you help out have a better summer. You know, music soothes a lot of what's going on. I know I, I do it all the time. I get in the car, I turn on the radio. I listen to something, and for three minutes and thirty seconds, or whatever the record is, I'm transported away from it all. From it all. So between the driving and the transported away, and that's why we do the cartoon of the week, which is a song uh, that's written about cars or drivers or so on and so forth every week, and we try to uh, inject a little music into the show. So this week, we get a chance to go back to a band. That uh, I, when I was a music DJ, I discovered these guys way back in the 80s uh, out of Brooklyn, New York, and uh, they just do interesting. Um, I don't know, they've kind of picked up where the talking heads left off, I guess you could say. The name of the band is They Might Be Giants, and of course, they wouldn't be from Brooklyn if they didn't write about an electric car. There you go, electric car. They might be giants, our cartoon of the week. And in June, we will be giving away some Bluetooth speakers, uh, some nice, really uh, incredible Bluetooth speakers that uh, give you lush sound, uh, courtesy of the folks at uh, JBL and Harmon Carden. And again, go to our Facebook page, and you'll be able to... Uh, Post a picture of your car on that page, and we will pick one of those pictures every week. And I don't know where it's going to be the nicest car, the dumpiest car, or whatever. You know, it'll be up to uh, the board of directors of the show to pick that out and figure out uh, exactly which uh, person will receive that uh, speaker. But we will make sure uh, that uh, that we pick out some interesting ones and put them up on our website. By the way, have you visited our website? Probably not. Drivetime-radio.com is uh, the place you can find all things Drive Time after the show. Uh, we also post our podcast up on, it goes up on, on all of the podcast channels. Uh, we uh, put a little bonus on the Anchor podcast. So if you want a little bit of extra drive time, a little extra something, a little something, as we like to say, a little something, something, boy, you can hear the thunder and the lightning in the background there. A little something, something. 
take it off of Anchor, and uh, you'll get a little something-something extra, which we like to give, a little more for your money. Trading stamps. Remember trading stamps? King Corn trading stamps and S&H Greed stamps and plaid stamps? They don't have those anymore. Why not? Maybe that's what America needs, trading stamps. We need green stamps back. Maybe that's what will solve all our problems. I don't know what will solve all our problems, but I drove a car in this week's drive-time road test that made a lot of my problems go away for a couple of days. I'll tell you about it when we get back on drive-time radio. Well, 56 is almost gone. Only three more days. We made a lot of friends, sold a lot of Chevrolet. But let's not wait till New Year's Eve. At some time past 11, let's go explore what lies in store for 1957. May 57 bring you all its best along the way. Good health, good friends, good times galore in your new Chevrolet. The big buy in the low price field will win in any test. All point-by-point -point comparisons show Chevy leads the rest. May you enjoy the special air of springtime, clean and new. Enjoy it every bit as much inside your Chevy, too. The outside air can breeze right through this brand new intake vent, improving air supply as much as 22%. Chevrolet, you have a choice. No other car can touch. Five engines, five transmissions. Only Chevy has so much. And may you reap the harvest of the highway across the land. And when again the end of one more year is close at hand, and you count all the good things that you've gained along the way, Perhaps the best of all the rest will be your Chevrolet. And although our show is far from being over, on behalf of your authorized Chevrolet dealer, let me wish you a very happy New Year. Bringing good vibes to the Puget Sound and the world. Alternative Talk 1150. I'm not bragging, babe, so don't put me down. I got the baddest set of wheels around. Boy, I'll tell you. You know, that's Beach Boys uh, there with our bumpers. We get ready to do our um, drive-time road tests. Great stuff. I, I'm in the middle of doing uh, 10 albums. You know, I have people on Facebook, they ask you to do uh, the 10 album thing, 10 albums that interest in influenced your life and your musical tastes and um uh, one of them on my list was jan and dean actually and and uh, surf city and drag city i mean who could resist wanting to move out to the west coast when you saw that heard that um that line two girls for every boy if that didn't get you out there nobody nothing was gonna two girls for every boy i love that love that kind of music love that i miss you know the car shows with the djs uh play all that stuff and yeah you can find it uh, on satellite and everything else but it, there's something about going to the car show and listening to that kind of music and talking to to people with this although you know dick's out here on uh on on in uh, edmonds has been putting on a pretty good car show every friday night if you come by dick's uh, anytime after about eight eight o'clock there's uh, tons of really cool cars parked in the uh, parking lot. Kids bring their rides there so they can show them off and who else, who knows what else. But uh, certainly, uh, if you're looking, if you're jonesing for a car show uh, on a Friday night, go by Dick's. Or sure, there's a lot of other hamburger places, uh, drive-ins that people are going to and hanging out. I was at Frisco Freeze during the week and down in Tacoma. And that was pretty happening as well. All right, time now for the Drive Time Road Test. The Drive Time Radio Road Test. Every week, Vinny puts another car through its paces and lets you know the good, the bad, and the ugly. By the way, if you um, 
go to our Facebook page every week, you will see I put a little video up every week of when I say goodbye to each Drive Time Road Test car. Uh, give it a little farewell, and you can find that on our Facebook page at uh, DriveTimeRadioTV.com. Uh, this week, the Drive Time Radio Road Test slips behind the wheel of the 2020 Toyota Supra GR Premium. Uh, BMW and Toyota, they decided to get married. And they worked hard, and they worked hard, and they loved each other. And they finally had this beautiful kid called Supra. Ah, the name. I, you know, if you're a long-time Toyota fan, you remember the old Supra from back in the uh, 80s and 90s. It was... Uh, it turned into kind of a bloated car at the end, but it was it was uh, for Toyota at the time a nice exercise. People loved it. Well, this is nothing like that. This low-slung, close-to-the-ground coupe slash hatchback is about as true to a sports car as you can get. Two seats close to the ground, a motor that livens up when you hit the gas, an exhaust cord that gives you a thrill, and handling that hugs the road with confidence that the car will take you exactly where you pointed. That's the Supra. Outside, the long hood, short hatchback gives you plenty of uh, lines and curves to explore with your eyes. Design has shown restraint and not clamping a big wing on the rear of the vehicle I drove, instead just a, uh, a very reserved upturned lip at the rear of the hatch did the trick. No wasted lines. It's a very pleasing car uh, to look at is the Supra. The lower design line that connects behind the front wheel sweeps up into a full muscular flex at the rear of the car that drapes out over the rear wheels, uh, which are set out further than the front taillights that work themselves out of the rear vents and reach toward each other on the upper part of the rear panel give the Supra an unmistakable profile. One of the more beautiful pictures I've taken of a car um, in a long time is the Supra up against the sunset in Edmonds. It's really a spectacular, I'll post it online, it's really a spectacular uh, photo of this car. An unmistakable profile, a double bubble roof uh, sits on top of low window openings, black ground effects all around the car, work with the styling to complete the package. The car just simply turns heads. Now inside, if you can pay the price of entry, which is a bit of contortion and a lot of sliding to get in under the low slung roof, the Supra is actually roomy for a two-seater. Lots of leg room, supportive seats, were quite comfortable on a long drive down to Ocean Shores. The Supra utilizes BMW's iDrive system for information and adjustments, and it works well. I like the system. It's simple. It's intuitive. It's uh, really easy. The screen is nice and big. Uh, no mistake in, uh, you know, anything for anything on that screen. Yet also, a heads-up system in there means that you keep your eyes on the road. Visibility, though, is not good to the sides and the rear. So that blind spot warning system and that rear view camera are really going to come in handy when you're driving this car. Now for the fun. Ah, yes, I said fun. Fun, fun, fun till daddy takes the Supra away. Hit the sports setting, hit the gas, and the Supra brings every drop of that road trip adrenaline right up into your brain. From looking down the hood to the sound of the exhaust, the Supra's low center of gravity and perfect balance, along with that 3-liter BMW inline 6, spring the car into action. Ba-boom! The motor moves the car through its 8 speeds with a crispness uh, that puts some fun into the 35-mile-an-hour drive, as well as the long and winding road trip. The Supra grabbed the road and held on while also eating up most of the road imperfections. You feel the road in your hands, not in your spine, which for me is great. Being, um, you know, uh, somebody who's of, of good size, you know, cars, a small car like that, when it's that comfortable, is a bonus. Now, as I took it through my test route, the Supra was well-mannered yet thrilling. And at 0 to 60 in just over 4.1 seconds, with a top speed of 155, which I'm telling you, I did not come close to, the Supra is fast 
as well as agile. $53,990 out the door for the premium 31 miles per gallon average. Which, think about it, you got a car here that's, uh, you know, borders on, on uh, you know, great car status. Uh, gives you everything you need in a sports car. It gives you 31 miles per gallon. It has a full complement to safety equipment, which is uh, great for this car. Especially, I go back to a little bit of a problem that you have. You, you don't see out of the rear of this car. The you know, rear is haunched up enough, is is bubbled up enough that it's almost impossible to turn your head and see out of the small corner window. So you need the backup uh, uh, camera and also the equipment that, if there's something behind you, brings the car to a stop. Look, there are a few cars out there that make you ask yourself the question, where can we go today? All right, where, where can we go today? You don't buy the car because it's a practical car. You buy it because... You enjoy practically every minute you're in the car. Toyota and BMW have created a car like that with the Supra. And at a price point, 53990 you can get them less expensively for lesser models, that I think is a bargain for all that you get. It's a spectacular car. It's a fun car to drive. The world needs happiness right now. We need things to take our minds off of. Uh, some of the problems that we have while well, they get worked out. This was the right car for me at the right time. The world needs happiness now, and the Supra made this car guy very happy. So that's the Toyota Supra. Now, this week, I'm driving. I, I go the exact opposite. I have the Supra, and I let that go. They come and they take it away, and they drop off a uh, Hyundai Sonata Hybrid. And I got to tell you, a very impressive car. Uh, you know, kind of in that Vinny, what are you driving this week mode. Uh, I, I love this little car. It's actually not a little car. It's a big car. And it's, um, boy, Hyundai has done such just a fantastic job with their vehicles. Word is that uh, at some point here quickly, they're going to be coming out truck i can't wait to see it but this sonata hybrid sonata and i know that uh, you know people are struggling right now do i buy a hybrid do i buy an electric uh, what what do i buy um, i thought the toyota camry was an incredible incredible um you know hybrid car it was roomy it was uh, everything that you really needed in a hybrid car and i get into the sonata and i go to myself wow it just wows you and, you know, there's, there's so many things. We'll, we'll talk about it in the review. Uh, but there's so many things about this car that are spectacular and, and so well thought out and so well executed in the car, including in the styling of the car. The car recharges itself now. It doesn't do it uh, on a major scale. But in the roof, they've planted uh, solar cells so that, when it's sunny out, which, you know, in Seattle is like three days a year, when it's sunny out, it recharges the hybrid battery. Not a lot, but every little bit helps. You know, if you're down to uh, on the electrification, I guess you want a couple of extra, you know, if you leave that car parked out there all day, uh, you get a couple of extra miles. Also, the design cues on this car, I, I love it. It reminds me of an old Buick they use... Um, a chrome strip to accent the car going down to the front bumper. And it just evokes so many memories of, the, of, of old Buicks and Oldsmobiles and other cars that would use that chrome strip in that same way. And I know you're probably holding your head and saying, chrome strip, what is he, crazy? But it works. It gives the car a distinct design line. So... Uh, we'll have more on this car in uh, the future, but, uh, you know, in a future review. But a spectacular, uh, uh, just, uh, you know, I can't say enough good about it so far. As I said before, you, um, you, you know, you, I haven't taken it on the circuit yet, haven't gotten around with it, but we'll... Um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll let you know more about the Hyundai Sonata Hybrid as we work our way through uh, Drive Time Radio. And um, 
Boy, it, uh, you know, I want to go back and talk a little bit more about something that we talked about or we did last week. I want to thank, personally thank all of the people who sent in uh, notes and emails and, and car, you know, um, not cards, but, you know, notes on, on email and uh, social media posts and so forth about last week's show. I was honored to be able to tell Charlie Snyder's story. I was honored to uh, be able to tell a veteran's story and maybe make some people who were not aware of that story um, aware of it and aware of uh, so many people who went off to uh, Vietnam and never came back. And we all have that story. We all, if we're a car guy, you certainly heard that story of the person who went off to war and didn't come back and their mother had the car in the garage for how long, uh, or the wife or the girlfriend. As a postscript to last week's show, uh, Charlie Snyder's a story of Chaz's girlfriend, uh, fiance, at the time he was killed, actually contacted me and thanked me in person, you know, email for doing the show and keeping his memory alive. And I was so touched by that because there are days you sit here and you do a show like this and you don't know if you're talking to anybody, you're talking to a bunch of people, you never really know. You never know how you affect people's lives when you do a show like this. Uh, or, you know, if you're talking to anybody, I could be talking to a million people, I could be talking to one. We just don't know. But when you do a show like that, and you get that reaction from people, it makes it worth it. It makes you feel like, um, you know, like, like you did something. And after I did last week's show, uh, that's how I felt. Like I told her a great story uh, about a guy who was a legend before he went over to Vietnam and was killed in service of his country. And now you know a little bit about that story as well. Not to mention that Charlie's girlfriend, and I didn't know this, she refreshed my memory, worked for my father in his gas station. How do you like that? All right, that's going to put the wraps on this week's show. We will join you next week. Find us on Facebook. Find us on Twitter. And please be nice to each other out there. We'll see you next week at 8 a.m. if the Lord's willing and the creek don't rise. Have a good week.